Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Are we live? Yeah. I bet the people are already loaded up. Are we live right now? Because I don't feel alive. I feel dead inside after an extremely painful game from start to finish for this Boston Celtics team who fall to the Oklahoma City Thunder without SGA, by the way. 150. That's right. 150 to 117. And we got a Sherrod Blakely who's joining us right now. Great timing, Sherrod. We just you, – you're just in time, Sherrod. I know, I know how badly – He doesn't even want to talk to about it. On. Look at his face. He doesn't even want to talk about it. I'm, what I'm, the hell just happened? What gonna, the hell was that? I'm going to play the role of, of John Zanis tonight, fortunately or unfortunately for some. I know, I know a lot of people want to hear John after a big loss. But what are we doing here in the words of John Zanis? Bobby, what, what did we just watch? It was a game where they didn't show up, and there's different elements that you can throw into this, whether it's uh, Rob's absence and a bad Horford game and some little things that are probably specific to tonight that made it a historically bad loss for the Celtics, uh, but you can't ignore anything other than the start. Another game in this string of what's now eight losses over the last 17, so pretty much a 500 stretch now going back to... Uh, the beginning of December, where they aren't making shots early in games. Some nights is bleeding into their defense. Some nights they have the defense to make up for it. And tonight it was as bad as they've played defensively all year. Layup lanes in the second half for dunks. Uh, shooters getting out on the break and finding space. Uh, offensive rebounds turning into three-pointers. And it amounts to, I guess this was tied for second, most points that they've ever given up in their franchise history. Uh we had a we had a Not negative show. We had a negative show after the Denver game, and it's like, all right, it's one bad game. Some funky stuff happened, but I haven't liked the way the teams played offense since the three stopped falling. The defense has kind of been uneven all season, as we've talked about. And listen, you get off to this historic start, you buy yourself the ability to slip a little bit, like they have here. But it's lasting too long, and I'm very interested to see what the team's reaction is because I don't think it can be. Oh, uh, we just didn't have it tonight, or shots didn't fall, or some of the stuff we heard through their last losing streak. Those, yeah, I, need, those I need some answers too. Yeah, those, <laughs> those those so-called explanations that they're given after some of these losses are bleeding into what we call bullshit excuses. Yeah. That's what we're seeing. This team needs to own up to the fact that they are playing crappy basketball in every sense of the word they're not defending they're not rebounding they're not listen denver they got outshot denver played a phenomenal game in terms of, of shooting a ball better than 50 percent from the field better than 50 percent from three-point range you get it it happens but what we saw tonight was a young athletic team that just played as if they had nothing to lose beat the snot out of you boston they beat the absolute 
breaks off of you in every sense of the word. They outworked you. They outshot you. They outhustled you. They outcoached you. They outperformed you on every single metric that matters. And I don't want to hear this. You know, it was just one of those nights on the road. Bullshit. You got your asses kicked and you should be mad about that. Great teams lose, but great teams don't embrace losing. They, they, they're fired up about it. One of, to me, mm-hmm. one of my favorite moments in the entire game, and there weren't that many, was when Marcus Smart got tossed. You know why? Because Marcus Smart, on that particular play, he did get fouled, and it should have been a shooting foul. And, yes, did he overreact to it? Absolutely. But at least he reacted. That was my <laughs> thing. They're getting, they're giving up layups. They're not trying to foul anybody hard. They're not trying to contest. They're not closing out. They're just like, oh, you know, we'll get down by 20 and we'll just start knocking down some threes and we'll get back into it. Hell no. Hell no. I need them to play as if they care. I need to see that they care about losing. Because they, because just the body language. It was just like a a loss in the middle of November. (laughs) No. (laughs) Let it out, Sherrod. Let it out. Come on. You're first on vacation, man. Let it all out. You're good. This is bullshit what we're seeing now. Y'all know it. They know it. That is bullshit what we we saw out there. You're spot on. You're spot on, Sherrod. Especially because their mindset going into the second half. I mean, where's the adjustments? Where's the – look, the criteria to beating the Celtics all season long has been getting out to a quick start. I get that. But the response or lack thereof, I'm – I just don't get it. Like defensively, it just seemed like they were a step behind, not hustling to those 50-50 balls. Forget it. You know, the second chance opportunities, of course, you know, they, they weren't the, – the Oklahoma City Thunder were able to capitalize on that, but it was not only just the pure effort, but guys got hot. I mean, that's what happens when you have, uh, you know, I know a, a younger team that is, – it's their night, you know. You guys coming off the bench, coming up hot, Isaiah, Joe, and the Celtics had this sort of – body language, the sort of mindset where it was just like, oh, we'll just get it back on offense. It's like, no, you have to stop the bleeding. And they never did that. And especially coming out of halftime, I was shocked as to, to to see that there was no change in their approach whatsoever. If anything, they looked a bit slower, you know, on defense. Like, I didn't see any type of adjustment. And, and look, we talked about this after Denver. Uh, Denver's a really talented team. You know, like Sherrod said, they got hot. Uh, offensive, uh, An offense that good, you know, it, it's tough to beat. However, the type of response from a team, again, we, we, and we talked about after the Denver game, it's going to put more pressure on Joe Missoula. Like, what are you going to do now? How are you going to get these guys to play better? I mean, he was sort of under this microscope already, but, I mean, this stretch, this 500 stretch from the beginning of December to now, I mean, how is he going to change things, especially going into this tough matchup against the Mavericks on the road, you know, with, with a chance to – to, to to pick up another L, you know. Can I get to, can I get mad early? You know, Matt, early. There's no Bobby. I'm not Matt, doing the really, I'm not Matt, doing the Joe thing. Really. Give me a break with the coach. This guy, he he gets little credit. But how is he going to get them to respond, Bobby? That's my question. I'm just I'm just wondering. No, like, it's, no, it's it's fair. I'm just talking to the chat because I see it on I see in my mentions. Joe is not no. to blame right now. Like he. He is what he is. He's he's doing what he did early in the year when he was getting all the praise and credit. He's staying consistent. Now you got to adjust, and he's certainly part of this blame pie that we're building right now. But when your team just doesn't show up like they have in various games over the last couple of weeks here, it's on the players. Like this is Emei from last January all over again. Everyone wanted to blame Emei then. The players just weren't executing the different things that they try to implement then, and we've seen less and less of the things that 
they want to do stylistically over this last month here. Less of that offensive movement, less of that just excellence in the half court that's not allowing teams to get out and transition on them. Uh, the rebound, you talk about these effort things, Sherrod. Like, how much can a coach instill these little things in terms of just showing up to games? You know what I always found motivated guys when, when they're not giving great effort? A seat next to me. Yeah, they should have benched the guys. And I'm, not, and I'm not talking about taking guys out of the game and not playing them at all. I'm simply having stretches in the game where you see your players are not giving great effort. Sit their ass down, have a civil conversation, if you want to call you it that, that, and politely let them know that they're getting their asses kicked in front of thousands of people. And if they want to get back in the game, fix that shit right now. Because that's the problem. They're not playing hard enough. And, and the thing, Bobby, the one thing that I've, I've, I've and again, this, this comes from watching this damn game for too many damn decades. Teams throughout the course of the season are going to make adjustments. They're going to take away whatever it is that you're doing well and force you to do other things. That's why when they were knocking out all these damn shots and I'm screaming, where's the D? Where's the D? Oh, you know, as long as they're shooting un, this unprecedented Right. Knock down three-point shots and all this other stuff, they're going to be okay. But at some point, that's not going to be the case. Only this is in December, it was especially apparent. Only two teams shot the ball worse from the field than the Boston Celtics. Your Charlotte Hornets and another crappy team. Uh, <laughs> but Charlotte was Doesn't the one. That, they were the third <laughs> team from the field in the month of December. And that, you yeah. can't be an elite team and fall that far. And, and ironically, their defense was great in December. If you start looking at the numbers, yeah, uh, and that inconsistent me, though. They have exactly. Yeah. They were nice, but they were lights out defensively. Another nice, they were average, and so it, it, they were certainly one of the better teams in the month of December. But the point is this: you have to figure out who your what your identity is, and you cannot swerve from that. If you are going to be a team that is going to live and die by the three-point shot, damn it, you better have enough guys who can knock that shot down. If you want to be a balanced team, which are the teams that ultimately win championship, teams that can play great at either end of the floor, you have to do that consistently. Losing to Oklahoma City to me, there's no shame in losing to them. Getting your ass whipped, giving up a hundred and a buck fifty, that's <laughs> embarrassing. That's uncalled for, and that is something without that, SGA. Which they, 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 they gave up hundred and fifty to a bunch of guys that are, are like guys on at their, the YMCA on their sometimes. Like yeah, like guys on their, yeah, I'm a bunch of guys on their rookie contracts. Other like you like could just play pickup and 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 you know hold these guys to. Less points than the Celtics did tonight. I mean, that's unbelievable. So here's no offense to everyone on the team, but hold on, real quick. Let me get a couple words in since you guys have gotten yeah. your words. Yeah, we got, thought, we got Jimmy all. I'm talking. No, I'm, I'm trying to. It. I'm trying to run the chat. The, the chat's obviously all up in arms right now. And I'm trying to put the some comments up here. There's a few. You know, thanks to the people who super chatted us. I think it was Kevin, uh, Dirk. Dirk said one thing. I, Dirk, most of your message I disagree with because I don't want to, you know, give excuses. But the one thing you said that I agreed with is something about how the Celtics can't be and can't feel entitled. And that's how I felt tonight where they thought they were just going to roll the ball out there and Oklahoma city was just going to just give it to them and go home. I get like, what these guys have pride. I mean, I know we're kind of dogging them a bit, but they obviously have pride. They're NBA players. They're talented enough to roll with anybody on any given night. And they actually played with pride. They played with aggressiveness. They played with effort. Celtics didn't show any of that tonight. And you can you and listen. The reason why we say sometimes that defense is a little bit overrated is because it's all effort. If you just show up and play, 
theoretically, you should be able to compete. The Celtics team we know is talented enough on the defensive end to compete with any team in the NBA. But when they don't want to put the effort in and they don't want to play both sides of the basketball, when you literally... See, I disagree time, with that, Jimmy. You can't just on. turn it on. I know you can't. It's You have to... You have to you have to build it up. You have to, yeah, you can't, you can't right. just flip a switch. Yeah. But, I, but I've but i seen it enough where I know that it's there. But they're yeah. not doing it consistently enough. Again, it goes back to thinking that they're just going to outscore opponents. You know, like I said, you know, SGA's out tonight. They thought that they had no chance in losing this game. But that's not how it works. You have to actually play basketball. The, the it, it's, it's frustrating because you know that they're better than this. And consistency is is very very important in this league and you have to build healthy habits you want to go into the playoffs playing you know the right brand of basketball and i know the playoffs aren't starting tomorrow but you can't just take nights off you can't take road trips off you can't go on these ridiculous hot streaks and cold streaks where you just it's just no way to gain any sort of i guess stability within your within your team um and, and Jimmy, that's why I, I mean i'm i'm always going to lean on the value of defense because i know at the end of the day no matter what you're doing in a game if you're playing relatively good or average at that end of the floor you're going to give yourself a chance to win you're going to give your right. if you, if you, but if you have the mindset that we've got to outscore these guys as opposed to we need to run our system and find ways to win you're going to have problems like this you're going to have nights where basically only two guys are making shots right now, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Pretty much the rest of the crew is just like, okay, let's play. Nah, 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 let's win. Forget about playing. Play, right. play is what you do in the preseason. Play is what you do in the offseason when you're hanging out with your fellas. Winning is what you need to be about now. And they seem to have lost their way. And, and again, so much of this, I, I think, comes down to effort and energy and things of that nature. And there just wasn't much of that tonight. You you, you can't control how well you execute, but you damn sure can control how hard you play. And they didn't play hard enough. 